0: back to red devils talk brought to you by the elite football show i hope you're having a nice international break and i hope lockdown is going well for you everyone in the uk and i'm delighted to be joined by my usual fantastic co-host today paulie how are you doing mate how are you finding this international break
1: the international break is great um as always it is a nice little change of pace a little mundane uh, the Mets got sold to a new owner and he came on and gave a press conference yesterday and just talked about how mediocrity is not acceptable. Making the playoffs isn't acceptable. We want to win everything. And it just goes to show you how quickly an owner can endear himself to a fan base by simply giving an F. And that's a note for any other owners who may be out
0: there. Let's hope the same thing happens with Maynard's next owners. Mark, nice shirt today look, look, looks a little bit retro how are you doing today mate it's good to see you it's been a while hasn't it i feel like i haven't seen you for
2: forever I think I, I think I mean heart grows fonder right when you've been absence <laughs> and all that so be uh, i movie. saw you last wednesday i have changed scenery tonight though i need to sort the shifty curtains out there's a lot more pictures to go up but um but yeah new scenery so i'm happy getting there nice one mate and
0: kieran how are you doing, my Irish friend? How is things across the pond? I don't know why say things are country.
3: grand across the pond or sea or whatever we'll call it. <laughs> we're we're probably like, the same as like, we're, we're all depressed because we can't go to the pub. So uh yeah, we're stuck in lockdown until the start of December, I think it is. So hopefully Christmas is semi-normal this year, but I doubt it. And I just have one question is
2: where are the van b curtains? Still don't have them up. Uh, yeah, they, they, yeah. Well, he's going to be in my um, uh, favorite eleven tonight. So uh, ever. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> but yeah, I'm going to have to get some Van der Beek curtains. You're absolutely right. We'll he's barely that,
1: even though. in the Dutch eleven for this game that they're playing, and he's out on the field. But it's it's not. Uh, I mean, the Dutch are boring, but Van der Beek ain't doing
4: anything
0: himself. And <laughs> uh, last but not least, Joe. How are you doing today, mate? It's good to see. You. It's been a little while, hasn't it?
4: yeah let's get cracking
0: mate i love it i love it and to jamie hello mate good evening and heli as well nice to see you here thank you for getting involved guys if you're watching this on twitter get over to youtube type in elite football show and watch it on there please hit the subscribe button as well we're only 11 off 700 so that'd be great so we've got something a little bit different today we're gonna Take it away from sort of more the tactics and Oli and all that, and we're just going to talk about a few of the rumors. We're going to talk about Ronaldo today because we all love Cristiano Ronaldo, and we're going to talk about whether that can actually happen. Then we're going to talk about our Uniteds, our favorite United eleven. That's the only players we've seen. We're all quite young here, Joe, so ours might be a little bit different. <laughs> um, and then we've got the best moment of games you've seen at United, and we want you guys to get involved in the comments. We want you guys to tell us your favorite eleven as well, and you know, getting involved, those interaction today. We're going to talk about our favourite United signings as well. We already know is van der Beek. And then who's United's best number step? Remember, guys, we are a little bit younger, so I don't think anyone will be choosing George Best, so don't attack us in the comments for that. Anyway, let's go straight into it now, and let's talk about the Ronaldo rumours. Every single summer, we see Cristiano Ronaldo is linked <coughs> with Manchester United. Now, I thought he would come back, honestly, after... Real Madrid. I thought you know there was a possibility, and after he went to Juventus, I thought possibly the ship has sailed. I do usually say it's not going to happen, but there's something to this, Joe. I don't know. I feel like he's not happy at Juventus. I could very much see Woodward going and making a signing like this. I can very much see Oli wanting someone of Ronaldo's stature and experience to come in. It's not. It's not too out of the the ordinary to imagine Ronaldo joining Man United, is it?
4: No, I think, um, again, like you said, though, it's just the timing that's a bit odd. Like, I think it's something that I thought, like you, would have happened if it was going to happen maybe two or three years ago. You know, I'm not saying there's never a place for Cristiano Ronaldo in this team, but like, where does he play at the moment? We've just brought Cavani, obviously, this summer to play that sort of central role. We've obviously got Martial playing there as well, and Rashford. I'm not saying for one minute that those guys are better than Ronaldo. That's the reason not to sign him. I just think. in that area of the field, you know, we are quite loaded at the moment. Uh, but yeah, I, I, I buy into this about him not being happy at events. It's not really happened, has it? I think he's been there a couple of years now. There was no doubt why he was born, why he was bought. He was bought to bring them the next sort of Champions League and and, and to win that for them. And obviously, he's not quite managed to get that over the line, but that's not just him. Obviously, as a team, they've not really performed in that competition in the of stages but um, no fancy question it's not impossible seeing him coming back it's just the timing of it but again I just think even at his age and where he's at in his career I think I'd still love to see him just play one more time in the United shirt because I do feel like the way he left there was nothing bad about the way he left but he was just so good for us that it's just a shame that that's the way it has to end if you know what I mean
0: yeah, I mean, Helly asked a good question here, Kieran. Can he play right wing? I would not be playing him there. He's an out-and-out striker. You bring him in to score goals. He's an absolute poacher. He's a killer. Um, you know, and Joseph says here, Hi, Joseph. Hope you're doing well, mate. Big Ron would more likely take over for Neymar at PSG. Possibility as well. What do you think, Kieran? What's your two cents worth on Cristiano Ronaldo potentially joining May United?"
3: Yeah, just the first one to go on that PSG comment was that I'm pretty sure that Neymar's in discussions to sign a new deal for PSG, so that's that probably wouldn't happen. Look, if you bring Cristiano back home, he plays up top, striker. I don't care who else is at the club, whether it's Cavani, Martial, if there was somebody else, Cristiano Ronaldo. like I think I saw a stat today, scores a goal every 48 minutes. So you play him up front... What have we been saying for a while now that there's when Marcial's not playing, and he, to be fair, he's not the best held up player at striker, he's best, he's the best one we have the, at the club. But look, you need a proper striker out there, you need someone that scores goals. We say that all the time, we don't score enough. And Cristiano Ronaldo, not only would it be something to tug at a lot of fans' heartstrings because to bring him back after he kind of built his career up from United and to Madrid to him to be able to finish it at United would be something nice to be able to kind of bring on that story it kind of reminds me of the whole Michael Jordan documentary it's, the last, yeah they? just bring him back for whether it's a year or two look I'd rather have a 35 year old Cristiano Ronaldo than when we had a 35 or 36 year old Zlatan Ibrahimović so for me if there's the possibility of doing it, we need more experience in that team. Get them back home.
0: Yeah, I think it's a very fair comment. I mean, I'm going to bring you in, Mark. I know you have a lot to say about this. Cristiano Ronaldo back at Manchester United. Are we just getting a bit ahead of ourselves? Are we too sentimental? Are we too romantic about it? Or is there actually, if you break it down, is there a bit of plausibility? And could it actually make sense making a move like that?
2: Yeah, I think it very very well you know it would be wonderful to have him back I think he's is you're absolutely right when he was playing at Real Madrid I really thought that he'd come back um that summer and and it would be a wonderful thing for ha- you know I think I'd be on in tears if it, if it happened I think everyone would love to see that um the only thing I will say is um you know we've just bought in And now please don't please don't jump on me here I'm not saying that Ronaldo wouldn't play week in week out as the main number nine, but when you've just when you've got Martial, when you've got Rashford, and you want those players to come through, and and when you've just bought in Cavani, you know that's another huge amount of wages that we're paying. Um, and I know he's on a year deal with the potential. Yeah, for you, can break the, one.
0: you can break the contract after a year. I mean, that would okay. work perfectly, wouldn't it? So you get Kwan yeah, yeah, I mean, if you and then you bring Ronaldo. Uh,
2: yeah, exactly. And I think the only summer we weren't talking about bringing him in was uh, last summer when we were all about Jadon Sancho and everyone else. And 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 if the rumors are true that he, he's not happy at Juve, which is quite a possibility, you know, it hasn't quite, as Joe rightly said, it hasn't quite um happened for him then then by all means you know maybe maybe united need to really make that statement signing that isn't going to be as dear now um it would be as you say a a huge romantic thing for him to come back and perhaps end his career at united and and maybe it's written in the stars that that that's what's going to happen um and and it would be a, a lovely lovely thing and as i said i think i'll be in bits to be honest i i see a lot of things on twitter um Especially not last summer, the summer before, when um, after Ronaldo scored against us for Juve, um, it might have been last summer I saw this, and when he scored against us um, for Rail, and and the fact that he, you know, was very much celebrating, and, and fans were on his back saying, you know, what, what an awful thing to do, don't want him at my club, not at my club, and all this rubbish. Um, but I think you need to think about this pragmatically and he is still a wonderful player 35 probably something that we're missing in the middle because obviously we've not seen cavani sort of hit the ground running and score headed goals we've not seen tellers whipping in those wonderful balls um so perhaps perhaps it's 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 meant to be and it could be an incredible thing to have and and maybe that's an, that, you know it hits it ticks so many boxes doesn't it you know the the big star the Woodward signing, that you know, someone that can really come in and, and, and you know, as you say, a romantic thing to come in and and to finish his career at United. It'd be, uh, uh, yeah, I'll be in bits. I'll be in absolute so, bits.
0: Yeah, I'm going to read out a few comments before I bring you in, Paulie. As Teddy said, he's so fit. <laughs> I mean, he lived in, in Manchester. I hope you mean he's so fit, as in he's, you know, football fit. Joe, he's you're good, here, by the way.
4: He's
0: but also good at me, To be fair to him, yeah. He knows the Premier League. I think
4: she means his fitness, I think she means he's fit. I think so. <laughs> <laughs> no yeah. Why would she say his fit the other way, mate? He's certainly not. I mean, he's ugly, isn't
0: he? <laughs> and then she says here, Ollie was his striker coach. It's all good. Jamie's got a good point here as well, poorly. He has still has three good years left in him at the top level. But let, let, let me pop a sort of pin in the balloon a little bit, poorly. 28 million pounds a year is his salary. We're going into COVID times, so it looks like that's unlikely. Would you rather us go back in for Jen Sancho, who could give you a lot more longevity, or would you be thinking, right? You signed Diallo, you signed Palestri, Cristiano Ronaldo can take you from top four pounders to probably calendars?
1: Yeah, um, I wouldn't. I wouldn't spend. I wouldn't pay money for Cristiano Ronaldo um, if if he came. If if it's if it's a Cavani or an Ibrahimovic deal where he's coming on a free and we're just paying the massive wages and the massive uh, agents fees, that's one thing. But this is a team that has a lot of holes in their squad that suddenly didn't have the money for Jadon Sancho and and you know we Jack Relish is someone we needed, but that was too expensive. Um, All these transfer fees. To pay a massive transfer fee for 35-year-old Ronaldo, unless he is the absolute last piece of the puzzle, which he's not, then you're probably like, what's it, what's the trade-off? It, he's not the last piece of the puzzle. If he's the last piece of the puzzle and he's taking you to winning the Premier League and maybe the Champions League, then you do it. But if he's not, then you're just tying yourself up with more long-term financial implications that we can't really afford and and not to and not to mention um there is a dark side of this illegally he's got some issues um you know coming out of covid times once we get back to normal which you know who knows what kind of financial hit we're taking from covid because when the hell are fans coming in here but um when we do get back and we want to go on a preseason tour which is what how we make a lot of money. Like you can't go to the United States because he's going to be arrested the second he, he sets foot in the United States. And that's a huge Ed Woodward market, um, which is why Juventus have bent over backwards to like avoid going to the United States since he's, um, since he's joined them. Um, I, it just, it goes back to everything that you said, Hater was we hear about this every year. And that's why the timing to me just doesn't make sense because we do hear about it every year, every around November when the international break comes and there's nothing else to talk about. It's the same way that Paul Pogba gets linked to Real Madrid. They always seem to link us to back to a, a homecoming with Cristiano Ronaldo. It has never happened. I think the sentiment with Ronaldo, he was, he, he was very close to joining us in 2013, but then uh, Sir Alex retired. And then he never really—we were linked to him all the time—but he never really uh, got. He never really took it seriously. And I think the. Sentiment- Holy, do you
0: mean? Hold on, hold on. You mean when he gets arrested? are You talking about what you're talking about? Are you talking about the 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 rape yes. case? Is that what you're talking about? Okay. You're
1: talking yeah. About the case. Yeah. Um, yeah. So what I was, i think the sentiment for him was less Manchester United and more Sir Alex, and he if if anything again like he has a connection to to ollie he was teammates with Ali.
0: Ali was the striker's coach when he hold on i think we've lost paulie here guys
2: ah. what 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 a great what a great face
0: <laughs> i think we lost you paulie just jump back jump out and jump back in um we're Am going I to back? talk about. Yeah,
1: back. you're back now. Yeah, go, right, on, so go on. So I was going to say, uh, I, he does have a connection with Ollie, but I think part of the reason that it's not working out for him at Juventus is they keep chopping and changing managers. And if Ollie's not here, what you know, and his connection to the to the club is is just the you know again was the Sir Alex factor. So I think where's the trust that oh you know if I sign for three years I'm going to be playing under the same system for the next three years.
0: Uh, it's, it's a fair point. I think. I'd like to think that Ronaldo doesn't, you know, he would come back regardless of who the manager is. I'd like to think that. i like to think he likes United enough. F- for me, I think that w- really shouldn't really be a factor. But I'm just a bit unsure on this one because I just don't see how United have the money post the season. Another season which looks like no fans. I-, I can't see fans coming in. Maybe March, if that. And that's a big, uh, that's a massive sort of... Um, you know, $110 million off United's bottom line. And if we couldn't buy anyone this summer, the next summer, guys, I think we've got to probably buckle ourselves in for another frustrating window. Joe, I do you think I add really before we move on Yeah, I would just...
4: Yeah, I agree. Like, do, do we see anything in a potential... I don't want to join the Paul Pogba leaving bandwagon, yeah. but maybe a Paul Pogba deal. Obviously, I know he's been linked with going back to Juve as well as Real Madrid. Look, I'm not sure that, that how that deal works in terms of I don't know how long Ronaldo's got left on his contract. I don't know um how much he's valued at, but is there some scope to do something there? I would I give
1: know. that like a I would give that like a two percent chance of happening, but it's also probably the only way I see Pogba leaving this. Yeah. summer.
2: Yeah, I, mean, uh, I did read um, yeah. that Paul Pogba could go for potentially $54 million. And there, yeah. there could be a potential. And you
1: get $54 million for Paul Pogba in this climate. You take that and
2: run. Yes. Yeah, look, I think Absolutely. the way
3: it's going to be is this transfer window that comes up next summer, you're going to see a lot more swap deals because yeah. teams won't be able to afford any sort of big transfer fees, especially if there are no um, people in the stands for a whole year.
4: I was surprised we didn't see more swap deals this summer, to be fair. I thought they'd be a lot more prevalent this year, but I just don't think there was that player to one club, player to other uh, opportunities, if you know what I mean. I think that it would have happened if there was a player that two clubs negotiating for two players were mutual likes, if you know what I mean. But that. I
1: mean, mean, it has to be such a specific situation of we yeah. want that player yeah. and the other team has to have the player that, that yeah. they want that I you want to yeah. give away. You know, we saw a lot of teams say, we'll give you 5 million plus these three players. And the other team was like, well, the reason that you're offering those three players, because they're Cause crap and them. you don't want them.
0: Like neither yeah. do we."
1: So no, it, you got to look at it as well. So many different things.
0: You've got to look as well that people are going to be balancing the, the clubs are going to be balancing the books with uh with FFP. You just have to look at the Artur and um with uh what's his name? Pianish. Yeah, Pianish, yeah. Pianish, yeah. Yeah, yeah, it was yeah. that was the weirdest one, but that was purely FFP to balance the books on both sides. Guys, we gonna move on. Now.
2: Yeah. So, before we move on, can I say one thing? Go the on. guy that's called Newton Heath. Can any of you lot tell me who Newton Heath are?
4: Yeah, Newton Heath is yeah. what United used to be Well, United used to be confident
2: okay, confident. Fine. okay, fine. Even I, I,
4: I knew I, 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 that. Okay.
2: Come on, right. Mark. Just testing you. Just testing you. <laughs> no, no.
4: <laughs> you were,
3: you were gone, Should, I, should I, we yeah. kick them off the stream now? Yeah, no, I did
2: to kick off the stream. Let me tell you, 1934, 1934. 1934 is when they changed the name. Okay, good. bit of general noise for you. Moving
0: on, guys. We're going to talk about a favourite United eleven. Now, this could get a little bit heated. Only players that you've seen, guys. All of you in the comments, we want you to get involved and want you to tell us your one to 11, your favorite, favorite United 11. It doesn't have to be your best, the best United 11, just the one that you liked the most. So we're going to start with the defense. Now, this this might get a little bit chaotic today, guys. So we've got to be, we've got to wait. Is, gotta this just, is this the
1: 11 that we like the most, or like in each position, the player that I like? The player.
0: The yeah, okay. Yeah, player.
1: Well then, I don't think so, it'll be too heated.
0: <laughs> okay, so, good. All right. So I'm going to start. We're going to start with. The goalkeepers right so we, we we've got a bit of an embarrassment of riches i oh, remember it's the only players you've seen so i'm 25 so i haven't seen many uh many united keepers to be well i have actually but they're not very good i'm gonna start i'm gonna go edwin van der saar quickly i'll tell you why because he probably played in the my most favorite united side that i can remember which is the 08 what's well, sort up of the the 05 to 08 team 09 team and uh i just think he's an absolute legend we went like 13 games without conceding i just thought he was such a great leader as well and i think he's a great guy and i love him back united as a ceo perhaps or a director of football at some stage paulie on to you mate
1: david because he's unbelievable and he's the best one that we've had it's it's that simple
2: (laughs) fair enough mark you're on mute mate Yeah, um, Peter Schmeichel. um, I am 32 years old, so I've got a little bit more of an array of goalkeepers to choose from. And um, for me, Peter Schmeichel, I remember one particular time, I can't remember what season it was, um, Schmeichel was injured. He had no reserve goalkeeper to play instead of him. And I remember against Spurs, you could clearly see he was really, really dogged and um, let him four goals and we lost 4-1. And he was a huge, huge goalkeeper for us love it, mate. I mean, United are lucky
0: they've had three absolutely world-class top keepers. You could say probably three of the best in the in the Premier League
3: era. Kieran, are you going to be joining me, Paulie, or Mark? Hmm. Well, while it was a tough decision to go with, with all of them or Fabian Barthez, I'm going to go with uh, Mark, with Peter Schmeichel. He was the goalkeeper I grew up watching, and he just had that aura about him that he was... It was just like that really difficult force to get past because very similar to De Gea he made saves and you're thinking how the hell did he do that I think van der Sar is probably the most consistent out of them all but I there was just something about Peter Schmeichel that when somebody asked me how can you describe a top class goalkeeper he's the first person that comes to mind He was the it's even. It was always for me at that time. It was between him and Oliver Kahn for the two best goalkeepers in the yeah. world. And for me, I. It's very hard for me to pick anyone other than Peter Schmeichel.
0: Very very fair comment, Joe. Quickly to round off, who are you choosing?
4: Well, I'm old, aren't I, mate? So I'd probably go for Harry Gregg or something, mate. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I, I think um, it's a tough one, mate. I, I'm sort of torn between either David De Gea or John O'Shea. But I think I'm gonna I think I'm gonna go I'm gonna go for David. I think now I just think the reason I give it David is just because for me he just saves shots that I've never seen other keepers save other United keepers and other keepers around Europe. That I mean the one that always comes to mind is the one at Anfield that he saved with his foot once I think three yards out two or three teams ago. And let's not forget he won the Player of the Year for us at the club for three years running. And. God knows where United would have finished in the league yeah. those two seasons Yeah, I'm not, I'm not sure so. that's
2: big volumes for anyone else, really, does it? No, but-
4: but that's what I'm saying. But I, I mean, the, I think them, I, I don't know exactly where we finished those seasons, but we were in the top half of the table. And I do think it had to be for De Gea. We could have had a, a season outside the top half. 100%. Either. Joseph,
0: yeah. you must love pain. You love watching <laughs> Barthez. Maybe for Just Braque. chip him.
4: <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, 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 do, I
2: do I do remember that time when he had um, the penalties against him and he took forever to kick his his studs on the He saved them and, that, yeah. and he saved them and that was brilliant something David
0: it? can't do save penalties anyway
4: guys oh, we're going to move know, on quickly to the quick, defense can I just say quickly heyron I will say quickly he was one of the first keepers to be very good with his feet though you know, like yeah. so people forget. <laughs> that's, yeah. that's why they I signed think, him. <laughs> I, I say good with his feet. I, he, he gave a few, you know, Henri, obviously, but you know, the idea of a goalkeeper being good with his feet. Yeah. yeah. The pioneers of that. So, I mean, credit to him for
0: that. It's a good point. It's a good point. Guys, move on to the fence. We're going to talk, we'll do our full back four. I'm assuming everyone's going back four. So who do I like the most? I'll be honest. I'm going for Raphael at right back. He played with so much passion. I'm not going for Gary Neville because when I was younger, Gary Neville wasn't very good. Uh, obviously, in my early sort of uh, time as a United fan, he was, but he was so bad when I was there. And Raphael played a passion. I can't really say until Wan-Bissaka's coming. I thought Valencia was okay, but yeah, it's Raphael for me. He played a passion. I thought he was great going forward. A bit rash, but I love that. But love the passion about him. I can't go. I can't look past Rio and Vidic. No explanation there. And left back will be Evra. I mean, it says a lot, doesn't it? Where we, we've been, what, nearly seven years since Sir Alex. I don't think any of them come into my back four. Go on, Paulie. Who are you choosing?
1: Rio, Vidic, uh, probably at left back. Maybe we'll slot in Ashley Young. Uh, no, I'm kidding. That's it's it's.
3: Yeah. Oh,
1: <laughs> that was a look from here. No, it's Patrice Evra um, and Rafael. I don't. I don't know if uh, I'll. I don't know if I recognize the passion. I just remember I, remember. I his first game. I think his first game. If it wasn't his first game, it was his second against Alborg in the Champions League, and he came on or he started. And I was just like, "Who is this guy?" I had no idea. And the way he just ran up and down that pitch almost seemed reckless at times. But the way he got forward, oh, he was so much fun to watch. I and and uh, yeah, that. They, especially when your alternatives for the first two years of his career were John O'Shea or Gary or a very old and slow Gary Neville. Like it was, it, we haven't had a right back as much fun to watch as Hader said, until Juan Bissaka came in and Raphael is still more fun to watch.
0: Yeah, he is. And Joseph says here, Dennis Irwin. I wish, mate. I wish I was old enough. I mean, if I was, then that would, that would be my choice. But unfortunately I'm not old enough. Mark, who are you choosing for your back four? Are you similar to all of us? because, that back four we've just mentioned was class, wasn't it?
2: Yeah. Um, I, to be honest I was going to go Raphael as well. I think um, I remember Gary's younger days where defensively he was brilliant and um, going forward and the interchange with Beckham, and this is what we asked for from Luke Shaw and Wan-Bissaka, and is exactly what Gary and Beckham used to do, and it was brilliant. But I will go for Raphael because he had so much passion he was exciting to watch he was a little bit suspect defensively but i tell you what he he wore the badge and he still does now the the tweets and stuff that he has brilliant um even, even how he played against us for by sex year he was awesome yeah, i thought he yeah it, yeah and he, he probably use that as an opportunity in a pedestal to show to come back and, and play against a club he loves so uh, Raphael probably for me as well um Dennis Irwin was a phenomenal left back um but for me because of how much positivity um ever instills and 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 how funny he is and the Instagram posts that I see religiously he is brilliant, and I love him, and he's an, he's a great United advocate. And I'm going to go with him just for purely for banter and positivity, yeah. Um, and then for the back two, I mean, it could be Rio Vidic or Stam. Stam was an absolute brick shit out. He, he was and- he was the
0: best out of them all, mate.
2: Stam, he, he was. Um, so I think for me, and I know you want to use a quick center back and a, and a stalwart center back, but I'm gonna go for the opposite of that. I'm gonna have Stam and Vidic Rio, obviously very close, but Stam and Vidic for me. Nice one, Kieran. I'm gonna bring you in. Who's your back for?
3: Yeah, just because I'm gonna do yeah. a little bit different. Rafael was one that I was thinking of, but again. It's difficult. Gary Neville, growing up, I watched him pretty much every single week, and he was he was phenomenal. I always remember it was always, it would always be him on throw-ins. He would always be kind of darting past the the right winger, which was normally David Beckham at the time until kind of Beck's left and then Ronaldo came in. So he was just a staple of of the team, and it it's hard not to give it to him. The other two options I think you have are Wes Brown, and even to one that Mark said just as a joke, or was it Joe that said as a joke, John O'Shea, I think he, he played quite well. But I'm actually going to go with Gary Neville because he was just very good for a very long time. Raphael was exciting, but it wasn't as long as I think Gary Neville was. My centre-back partnership are just because they're two absolute beasts, was Nemanja Vidic and Yapstam. They're really hard to pass. Another one that kind of came to mind, I I always enjoyed watching Ronnie Janssen as well. I thought he was good. Um and then left back, and I would have said Patrice Evra, but just to be a little bit contrarian, I'm gonna go with Dennis Irwin because I think he Good. I expected you to go for that. I'd be surprised if you didn't. He was just one of those (laughs) players that he he reminded me a little bit, not in the same mould, but kind of like what we have with Juan Mata now, that the actual the presence that he had was so good. And he was only there for a couple of years when I was growing up, but he'd be on free kicks, he'd be on penalties, and you'd expect him to score. And he was really good defensively as well. So for me to kind of finalise my defence, I would say Dennis Irwin that left back.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And
4: SM agreed as well.
0: Erwin, Mr. Reliable, completely agreed. Joe, I'm going to come to you. Who are you going for?
4: Yeah, well, Kieran had to get his Irish boys in there, he had to get a shout out for the deal, John and Dennis, but uh, he's spot on about Dennis, I'm glad he said it, to be fair, I mean, a lot of people won't remember, but Dennis was so reliable on free kicks and penalties, I mean, and this was during a time when Eric was at the club as well, and sometimes even Dennis would take penalties, but mate, he he was super reliable, and yeah, fantastic professional, great team player but for me i'm gonna go over in that left back spot again i just love the way what i look what i want to give kudos to ever for is he, he came in and if you remember in the january when he came he really so bad. and it would have been really easy especially for i don't want to be stereotypical but sort of foreign player coming to the league just to shy away and hide away and everything like that but to be fair to him he, he stuck at it you know he, he wanted to become a united player and didn't he just, I mean, like, oh, the boys already said it, you know, he just epitomised what a Man United player was by the end. And he continues today. When I was doing this team originally, I did have Ferdinand and Vidic because I just thought what a partnership they were. And obviously, I think they were involved in that world record. Is it clean sheets? Was it 11 games in that 08? yeah you know, so 14 no. I think it stand, was, wasn't it stands obviously edwin played a big part in that as well but i'm gonna have to go for stam i think but alongside ferdinand i just like the idea of having the hard man and someone who's quite quick and also tasty, quickly also. i think quickly. it was only ever
1: that played in every game during that run though
0: yeah, yeah. i think i think it was Evera. but i was gonna say quickly joe on Yap Stam, i do firmly believe that if he, if he hadn't left United, United would won at least a couple more Champions so yeah That's yeah. how good he was, yeah, and, he was and when good. he went, and and obviously there are a lot of stories behind it. But Yap Stam, United would be sitting here with probably four, four yeah, well, no, no sorry,
2: five, five. five. Um, I've got a quick stat for you on Dennis Irwin. He had twenty two goals from the ten- penalty spot. He only ever missed one, but he scored it from the rebound.
4: Yeah, well, there you are. Then. that's why I yeah, you know. Mister Mr. Reliable. But that's the thing for me, like. <laughs> It, you know, I'm saying there, Stam's a hard man in that defence. Let's not forget, he was Dutch. He was very good on the ball as well, you know. He was more than capable at passing the ball. And he scored his fair share of goals for United as well. He was always present in the corners. And then at right-back, I've got to go Raphael. Yeah, I think I think Valencia had a couple of good seasons playing as a right-back, but only a couple of decent seasons. So I have to go Raphael, just his energy and his ability to get forward. And he did have... He had a worldie in the locker. He didn't get it out much, but... He had that ability to score pretty good goals. He got one at Anfield, I think it was, wasn't it? So, yeah. We yeah, don't know. mention
0: yeah, that too. game, though. Oh, I mean, you <laughs> yeah. it? No, look, okay. guys, we're going to go to Kieran's face. Guys, we're going go to go into the midfield.
4: I, I feel like I've done something wrong. What have I done? <laughs> Do
3: you remember the score of that game?
4: Was it three one or something or four mm-hmm. one? It? Yeah, it we one. didn't four win though, so
3: yeah. we don't mention that game. Okay, fair
0: enough. But
4: yeah, it was a world
3: in the last.
0: let him have the moment, Kieran. <laughs> Guys, we're going to move on to the midfield. Joe, I'm going to start with you. We'll go around a different way. I'm going to go four in midfield. Remember, this is who we've seen and and who we obviously who we really like. It's got to be David Beckham for me on that on that right hand side. He is one of the main. I guess one of the main reasons for me, being very young, why I loved Man United, I just thought he was the most beautiful sort of set-piece taker. He had the most amazing technique. And um, I just absolutely loved him. And I think people forget how good a player he actually was. And when you hear people say, oh, Trent's as good at him as pa- passing, it's just the, the disrespect because Beckham did it year in, year out, and his technique was amazing. So David Beckham, for me, he was my favourite player for a long time. And then looking at the midfield, well, I'm going to put Ronaldo on the left because... I just don't think you can leave out Ronaldo. Again, my favourite United side was that sort of uh, that treble, you know, three three titles in a row side, you know, the one where we won the Champions League, sort of the 08 side. Uh, I just thought he was incredible. and I'd love him back at United. For me, that's it's very sentimental, but I think he'd be class. Michael Carrick is going to sit there as well in my midfield. Jamie's Jamie's reading my mind a little bit. Oh, that's not Jamie. It's Jamie here. Ronaldo Carrick's goals. He's put gigs in there. This is going to be really controversial. I'm going to put Carrick in because I think he's very underrated and this main United side needs someone like Carrick. Um, but I'm going to put Bruno in there. This is crazy, but I'm going to put Bruno as as the final one in my midfield. I'll, I'll tell you why. <clears throat> and this is me being a little bit, I suppose, maybe sentimental, but I love Scholes, and I, lo- I loved Kino as well. But for me, we've had seven years of bad signings and we haven't had a player come in and change it. And being 25 years old now, after we had all the success, Bruno coming in has made me love united a little bit more now it's made me enjoy watching united and he's come in with the same sort of passion that we saw from the players that used to play on the fergie yeah he's not he's not he's not the best player that's ever played for united but he's made me feel like there's players at the club now who who still get it what it means to play for united so a bit controversial but i'm going for bex who i think a lot of people will have carrick bruno and i'm going for ronaldo joe who are you choosing
4: yeah, well, again, I'm old, so Charlton and Bester in there for me, mate, because I, I got to see them play. That's how old I am. Now I'm, I'm not going to let you let that go, mate. Now, I think the other thing that Beckham's got on Trent as well, by the way, he's better defensively than what Trent. <laughs> not only is he a better passer of the ball. So, uh, yeah, no, Bex has got a lot on Trent. Don't worry about that. Now, I, Bex doesn't make my team, and only because, only because, I've got to get Ronaldo in there, and he doesn't get in as a striker. I'm going to play 4-4-2. So, I'm going to put Ronaldo out on the right wing just because I just had to find a way of getting him. In my lifetime, he's the only United player to have won the Ballon d'Or while playing for United. So, obviously, that's why he has to get in there for, for me. Um, obviously, Michael Owen won the Ballon d'Or, but not while playing for United. So, you know, that's why he does not know where the other team So, yes, yeah, so Ronaldo on the right. I've got to go for uh, Scholes and Keane in the middle. Just the the volume of goals that Paul Scholes scored for United and just... I mean, he was a twenty-goal a season man. I mean, he, he was doing what Gerard Lampard was doing before they even dreamt to doing it. So yeah, you know,
0: but for some reason, people put him at the bottom of the pile when it comes well, to. Well, yeah, so but I think even
4: if, I mean, even when you ask pundits, I mean, even if you ask Gerard, he'll even admit that Skull's probably better than in him, him and Lampard. And you know, I think the pun, I think the people in the game you know the people who play against Paul Skulls you know he was just so hard to pick up and mark, wasn't he? I mean, the late trademark runs that he used to make into the bottom. Wasn't
1: was it a twenty-goal a year player though. Say again. I said he wasn't a twenty-goal a season player. a Uh, 20 twenty-goal season.
4: He had a lot of seasons where he did get twenty goals. To be fair, I think he had had one. Okay, well, you probably got the stats in front of me. That's fair enough. (laughs) (laughs) That's I right. Poorly, poorly
0: ripping him.
4: But listen, I just feel like that the role he played in midfield, the the goals he did score from there, you know, were vital for United. You know, and he scored important goals. And then I've got to, play, I've got to have got Giggs on the left as well for me. On the left wing, I think Gigs, just because, again, treble season, the, the goal he scored against half. But I remember Gigs when he first came into the team as well. I know that. I'm making myself really old now. But, like, it, like, nothing we'd ever seen before. The way he used to get up and down that left wing, I mean, obviously, your era, the, you know, your memory of football, he was sort of becoming a different player by the time, you know, you, you would have been going to the ground and watching him. So... I just think, yeah, I just think Giggs was just different on that left wing. And just so the way he used to take on... Play, he used to so glide,
0: he, didn't he? But, yeah, and I just think played board, with yeah.
4: Ever as well. That left side would have been devastating. So, yeah. yeah. Sorry, no, first, great so great, great goal the season, man, But he's a lot of goals.
0: Absolutely. Kieran, I'm going to bring you in quickly. Do you agree with us or are you going to go a bit more radical?
3: It's, it's pretty close to what... Joe said it's the only difference is I actually don't have Cristiano Ronaldo in the team even though he's one of my favorite players um the main reason is I just think when you're looking at a right winger what Beckham gave United was crazy the fact that he didn't win a Ballon d'Or that 98 99 season was ridiculous he was by far one of the best players in the world um then both for country and for um his club he was he was one of he was the first i think global superstar that came from that was in football you had like i know there was a lot of players that were really popular in the premier league at the time and rightfully so beck's was kind of the first one that kind of catapulted football on that big level where you saw him all over the world where you could have gone anywhere and if you asked someone did they know who david beckham was they knew and it wasn't just his celebrity. He was that good when he was actually playing. You, If you asked Beckham to put the ball in a specific spot, he could do it and without thinking. You just have to go back to one of the testimonials he played at about five, six years ago, and he could still do it. He was still the best crosser, and that game still had the likes of Rooney and all playing. He was he was ridiculous. My midfield duo are the exact same as Joe. Roy Keane and Paul Scholes, are two of the best central midfielders I've ever seen play for Manchester United. For me, Roy Keane is probably the best captain I've ever seen for Manchester United. And look, I'd say most people that have probably seen more Premier League teams or more Man United teams than I have would probably agree that he was the best captain. Um, Paul Scholes, the talent that he had was ridiculous. If When he needed to go and be the more defensive midfielder, he could do it. When he needed to go and get in the box and score a goal... He could do it. The ones that always kind of stick out to me are that goal against Aston Villa from the corner, the one against Newcastle. He was he was ridiculous. He was a very very good player, and I don't care what stats have to say about Paul's goals. I know with my eyes that he was much better than um, most other Premier League midfielders. And then I don't think you can take Giggsy off the list. He was just he was that good. You just knew anytime it was going down the left, you would you would hope that it was a one-on-one with Giggs because he was going to be able to get past the defender. I think the problem that he had for a while is it was nice when Everett kind of came in because it gave him that kind of space as well. But he was one that gave defenders nightmares before you play that when Giggs had the ball, you saw defenders step back a pace or two because they knew if they didn't that he'd beat them. And the fact is, even when he lost his pace, he was able to change his game to still be able to score in the Premier League. I think he was—he scored the most, uh, not the most amount of goals, but in the most consecutive Premier League seasons, yeah, he, he kept in scoring at least a Premier goal. League season. And even as- scored in every. If yeah, even league. as he got older. Until, yeah. until his final one. Final yeah, one, but yeah. like, you go tell me a midfielder that played for that long that could be. No, do just, that. I was
1: just saying that that's At the 40. consecutive mark yeah. he scored <laughs> in every one until his last one, which well, Paul's, yeah. Paul's speaks to his longevity. Hmm? Paul
4: Scott scored a lot of goals from midfield, didn't he, Kieran? We didn't. I just think think back then as well, like that wasn't such a big thing back then. You know, we expect it now. We expect. The other
3: thing is Paul Scholes retired, came back, and became the best, probably the best midfielder in the United midfield for another what two seasons. There's not many players that can go and do that. Not play for a whole year, come back, and really be able to get straight back into it again
0: and win a title. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. Kieran. That's some
3: great choices. Mark, I'm going to bring you in.
0: Do you agree with us, guys? Uh, do you agree with Kieran, or have you got something different?
2: Um, I could give you three or four different combinations of midfields, and you would be overly happy with what I've given you. Now, I'm going to go slightly different. Um, that's only because, um, you know, if Fergie says that Ronaldo was the best player he worked with, then I'm going to have to agree with him too It was really good to watch so i'm going to put him on the left i'm going to have again i could have put park in there i could have put um i'm going to put um ryan in there but i could have put um roy keen in there i could have put carrick in there they were all brilliant brilliant players and i would take absolutely any one of them um so i'm going to put ryan in the center of park but only because um he used to play on the wing but then he was actually dropped back into midfield and an inside left um, midfielder in his later years. So I'm going to put him there and I'm going to put Scholes there. I don't care what anyone has to say about any other midfielder, Gerard, Lampard, whoever. Paul Scholes is the best midfielder I have ever ever seen and his passing passing accuracy was incredible so i don't want to ever Uh listen to any other alternatives so paul skulls day in day out and then on the right for me david beckham he was an absolute um incredible player to watch i absolutely loved him as a kid uh, growing up i had many shirts with beckham number seven on the back um as you said in that 99 season he was phenomenal when i was a little kid actually um i met both beckham and ryan Giggs at a signing thing back in reading um, when i was a lot younger and it reading. was around- around my birthday i think i must have been about eight years old at the time and i had uh, both signatures in a birthday card from them both and that was an incredible day so it's that that four for me uh, i love that mate and, uh, yeah gigsy was
0: he had a really good couple of seasons didn't he when he dropped in the midfield and that shows the intelligence of the player that yeah. you know we tried to do that with rooney he didn't have the close control for that i didn't think he could ping a ping a you know a huge a long diagonal ball but he just didn't have the the ball control to play that deep. So to be able to do that and to retrain yourself, and then it helped him with his longevity as well. I remember Ryan Giggs had terrible hamstrings. I don't know if people yeah. remember, like he used to do yoga, yeah. like he used to do a lot of swimming. He had really bad hamstrings. Yeah. I read his autobiography and it actually shows like how well he preserved himself to play till it's So Paulie, I'm going to bring you in. Are you going to be a little bit different? I feel like I'm the one that's kind of looked a bit stupid, but- Oh Carrick no, I'm
1: going, I'm going right. Uh, I'm going to be right up there with you. So first okay, cool. we have, we have Michael Carrick. Uh, sitting in there because you got to remember, I didn't see, uh, I saw Roy Keane, the tail end of Roy Keane. Mm-hmm. Um, Michael Carrick, next to him is going to be, well, maybe not next to him. First of all, I'm only going three players here. We're going 4 3 3. So not right, right next to him, maybe a little bit more advanced is going to be Paul Skulls because what he could do with the ball at his feet, nobody else um, can do with it. The person that comes closest to what he can do with the ball at his feet um, is the man who was supposed to replace him, and then it got ugly, and then he did come back. Is Paul Pogba because he? This is the eleven that I enjoy. Why? Wa- I Paul Pogba Wait, is you're, you're so much pulverate. fun to watching. Yes.
0: Pretty, okay. Cool.
1: He is so much fun to watch when he's when he's on his game or when he's off when he's off his game. As long as he's not really off his game, what? Five out of ten Pogba is better than a lot of the other midfielders that we no, have, I, I and, do. What, and what the talent say. that he has on the ball he's so much fun to watch.
0: I will say, I agree with you like, when he's on form, he's an absolutely incredible player to watch. But I just don't know if you've seen that tonight. But carry on, mate, this is your team. Oh, exactly. Those are my three. wait, oh, Pogba. Oh, Pogba, or this
4: Pogba, Pogba in 08
1: that we released, or this Pogba, mate. Well, we released him in, in 12, but like, even in, <laughs> when, on, he first, when he first came back people forget like how good he was that first year because we couldn't finish any of his chances. And he hit the woodwork. He hit the bar like 10 times that season. He was incredible that year though. And he's, I just watched him and I went, right. This is, um, like what a signing is supposed to be. Like we're coming off all these bad Van Gaal signs and, um, you know, Di Maria was a lot of fun to watch for three games, and then he became not fun to watch. So when Paul Pogba came in, it was like, right, this is what a United signing is supposed to look like again. I cannot wait to get up on Saturday morning and watch this guy play football.
0: It's a, it's, a, it's fair enough. I mean, I think some people in the comments don't agree. Jamie, Pogba makes my flop 11. I think Paul Pogba has not been as bad as people say, but that's a different topic for another time, and we are not getting into that because I've spoken about Paul Pogba so much. Like, I just can't be honest. But anyway, guys, we're going to move on. That's interesting. Um, let's move on to strikers. Or as Paulie's going to have three up, three up front. Um, look, I'm going to go for two. I've watched a lot of Cantona, obviously, all the the, the replays and everything, and he he changed Man United. We all know the impact he's had at the club. But for me, I, I have to choose who I've seen. Uh, it was a really tough one because Robin van Persie in that final season of Sir Alex is, is one of the best single like a, play, a performance by a single player in, in a season. He completely carried United to the, tr- to the title. Uh, but it was only one season. Look, I'll have to go with Wayne Rooney first. And I've said, I feel like now people are realising the impact and the quality of Wayne Rooney. He's he's now, while he played, people thought he perhaps underperformed. But I feel like now you're starting to realise how good of a player he was when you look at some of the players that have played for United in the last seven years. And it's got to be rude, Van Nistelrooy, I think. Although when Van Nistelrooy actually played for united they actually didn't win very much and it, it kind of reminded me of a situation where liverpool had coutinho when they sold coutinho then they become a better team and i feel like that was what happened to ruven incredible best finisher i've ever seen incredible finisher i was i was young at the time when he was at united you know i was sort of what, six seven years old and i was just absolutely infatuated with with him and when he left i was i was devastated but fergie had the plan didn't he and uh he knew there was these two young lads called rooney and ronaldo who would uh he would take us to the next level, and that's what he did. Sometimes you got to sacrifice a world-class player for the betterment of the team, and I think that's what happened with Rude. So yeah, I can't look f- further than Rude and Rooney. Everyone in the comments as well seems to be agreeing. lokesh as well, Jamie as well by a mile. Uh, Ruhan Rooney was massively underrated, so I completely agree with that. Paul, you're going to come over to you because you've got three players, so I'm quite intrigued to see who you're putting in your front three. I believe Ronaldo probably one of them, wasn't it?
1: Wayne Rooney. Favorite player ever to play the game, uh, so he gets in there because now I also don't even have to worry about where the other two are going to play. Uh, if if we need to shunt Rooney out onto the wing, he'll do it. Um, then the other one will be Cristiano Ronaldo. I am torn between whether it's early Ronaldo or late Ronaldo. Like as as good as Ronaldo was in two thousand eight when he scored forty two goals he was so much fun when he was just that raw 17, 18 year old winger with the step overs who would like purposely go, he'd he'd fake a defender out of their shoes and then go back to do it again. And he danced through the whole team and then he'd shoot wide. And it was like, God, if only he could finish, but he was so much fun to watch um, back in that state career. Um, And then the last one I was, uh, I was torn between, I won't even say who I was torn between because it ultimately, you know, comes down to one season of each of them. So we're going with Robin Van Persie because besides 2008, I've never seen a more fun season where you just wanted to watch every single week and you wanted to watch what is this guy going to do this week it was it was free kicks it was headers it was running onto the end of a long ball and just smashing it on the volley it was it was beating somebody off the i mean every week you just you wanted to see what this guy was going to do and
0: do you remember the city game with the free yeah. kick right at the end? because that was it was united and city and oh, and, cool. scored and, per-
1: and then yeah. and then Van percy took a Free kick that had a ridiculous deflection. Um, it was it, the Southampton game where he that that header at the near post to win it when he had the hat trick after missing a penalty. Uh, I mean, it was it was just so much fun. And he actually like people forget he was doing it the next year under David Moyes. He just got hurt too much, but uh, his production his production rate was basically equal he was just always hurt and he never recovered from those injuries. So when Bengal came, he just, he didn't have it anymore, but that one year was just so much fun.
0: It was amazing. You got to remember as well, how good Carrick was that year. Do you remember how many assists he gave to RVP? Yeah, yeah, and also yeah. it was just, it was, it was pretty much the situation where if United hadn't signed him and had gone to city, then city would have, would have won the league you know it was literally on a knife edge and who was going to win the league and what a player what a and it was
1: and we, we got beautiful. him from arsenal so like all yeah, the arsenal yeah. fans who like were like oh if he would have just left like if he would have went to juventus like we could have enjoyed him and like now it's like he's playing for our rival and it, oh it was it was so brilliant
0: yeah i agree and like jamie says here Rooney really should have won the ballon d'Or. there was that season wasn't it where he scored over 30 goals um yeah. and with, uh, with, his head,
2: with his head from valencia's crosses
0: yeah, Valencia season. was class that year. We won the league. We we lost to Bayern obviously. They were under the good old Louis van Gaal. Um and that We was didn't win when... the league.
1: We didn't win the... we, we lost no, by we a lost
0: point. Rooney's two
1: Chelsea, seasons we where he scored all the goals are the two seasons we lost.
0: Yeah, that is crazy, isn't it? And, and Lokesh here saying which uh
1: probably why we he didn't win the Ballon d'Ors cuz Yeah,
0: probably. You know. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. And look, actually, I wish I'd watched a lot of Cole before. I wish I had as well. I mean, Mark, I don't know if you saw much of Andy Cole. You just have to look at his goal record and him and Dwight York are incredible together as a, as a partnership. But what is your front
2: two? Um, yeah, again, I could have given you three or four different ones. I think Andy Cole and Dwight York were phenomenal the link at play together was brilliant, and that's what you you know you have all these comparisons. They're not even close. Rashford and Martial, um, they're not even close, and that's what you aspire them to be. But they were unbelievable. So they could be the number two, uh, the two there for me, um, because no one said it yet, and because the swagger that this man had, and and the the pivotal player that came in for. Fergie was Eric Pantanar. He was... The king. Um, the king. Oh, he, he was the king. And I know he was only there for a few seasons, but he the swagger that man had, the goals that he scored, the fact that he got in trouble and came back and he scored on his return to Anfield and we drew two all. And and it, it was just... Honestly, it's making me emotional, this, this, this video, because um, so, so when you think back to the, all those days and the players we had... And it was beautiful to watch, and you're absolutely right with that Van Persie season as well. He was just wonderful to watch that season. It was watching every game. You're never going to get that again, and that's what really frustrates us, I think, more than anything at the moment. Now, for me, my final player, yeah, um, to be Rude Van Nistelrooy as well. It it could have quite easily been Rooney. He he is so underrated, and he was brilliant um but for me um ruud van nistelrooy i remember him coming in um a couple of seasons before ronaldo did um and he his his finishing was just out of this world and and you know if anything you can't really compare mason and him but they were they were so deadly and 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 if you got anywhere in the 18 yard box either one of those two mason and ruud you're absolutely putting a bet on for them to score, and and Ruud van Nistelrooy was just brilliant. I only wish he was there for a few more years. He took United up another level where we went through a transition of three years, um, and then Rude came in and we were brilliant. And he was he was phenomenal, phenomenal. It's great choices, mate. I wish I'd seen Cantona. Obviously, oh, brilliant.
0: Uh, you know, I was young at the time, and, and I absolutely when I watch him back, he was he was an incredible player, and I wish I'd seen him. But you know. I think that Ruvan Istroy Kieran is probably for me the best finisher natural finish main have ever had i mean mason could possibly yeah. be that but Ruben, Ru- ruban history was a killer uh, Lucas says tevez funny enough tevez was my favorite player when he was playing in the united at that time because i loved the way that he played with so much passion obviously i hate him now because he's a snake but uh tevez tevez if he'd stayed in Man united we'd probably be talking about him possibly you know in similar vein um so he was a good player jamie's saying here kieran cole and was unreal we won't ever see partnership like that again. I think football's changed as well. I think you're very unlikely going to be able to see a strike partnership like that. But it would be nice wouldn't it to go back to sort of a 442 and see those think strike as Well those so, yeah. two
2: to, to those two Andy in and York you had a backup of Sheringham who was also yeah. brilliant and Oligonishovskar. So so that just says it all. They 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 were honestly go back and watch some videos. They were beautiful to watch. Absolutely. They just knew
3: each other's moves. Kieran, what are you choosing for your final two? This I think is the hardest because, as we've mentioned, there's been so many good strikers. Obviously, I think, f- for me, one of the no-brainers was Ruud van Nistelrooy. He was my one of my favourite players to watch play for Manchester United. He, even though it, was, it kind of went with the years that you had the great Arsenal team, you had Chelsea coming through with Mourinho, it, it was difficult. But some of the goals that he scored were phenomenal it was the biggest shocking moment was that he missed a penalty that penalty against arsenal because once he got a penalty you just okay that's a goal it was very much like kind of bruno what he's done recently that anytime you get a penalty you expect that there's going to be a goal for me rude was the one player that normally when a player leaves the club i tend to not just want to follow them every week and not always watch rude was one player i always we used to have a the tv show um I don't know if it if it was the Revista de la Liga or some one of the other yeah. ones. Yeah, but I used really to watch scary, every single yeah. weekend, I used to watch it on a Sunday evening. And it would be like they would show all the different games, all the goals, and I'd watch Rude every single week, even when he went to Malaga after Real Madrid. He was just one of those players that you always wanted to do well because he he kind of brought class around with him. He never really Dra- drag the the club's name through the mud even though he was leaving and he just kind of showed that class the other one it was difficult obviously Rooney is probably one of my favorite players as well the one sour taste out of my mouth is the amount of times that he did try and leave and I was there at the at one of the games right after that happened and the whole stadium booed him and it's hard to ignore that even though how good he was um it, it's difficult because you go back to the 98-99 teams and you have yep. York, Cole, Sheringham, Solskjaer. If I have to compare this as when I was a United fan growing up, who I actually had more jerseys of, where they're in the back of my jerseys, I would have Ruvan Isteroy and, funny enough, Ole Gunnar Solskjaer. He was one of my favourite strikers growing up because, like they always say, the babyface assassin, even when he came when he was kind of older, came back from injury, it was always you had a smile on your face when Ollie would come on and you'd expect something to happen when he came on the pitch because you knew when he was coming on, it was we want to go up and score more goals. And it was one thing that I, I enjoyed most. Like I said, this is the hardest. You've mentioned other ones like Van Persie. You could even put some smaller ones there with I thought Saha played well for us as well. But for me, I think... It, while it was tough, I'm just gonna go out my sentimental side and go with Ruud van Nistelrooy and Ole Gunnar Solskjaer.
0: Oh, one one quick thing, Kieran, I want to add ask you actually is you talk about Wayne Rooney? Obviously, we all hated him at the time, but a bit of
3: perspective now. Looking Well, back, he was he was right. Inside, he was right. But right. I think it was the way he went about it. Is you can you can do that, and especially if you wanted to be a kind of a captain for us, a captain does doesn't go and say I'm gonna leave. I'm gonna go to Manchester City. If you wanted something to happen, yeah, you can speak out about the club, but it shouldn't be to go behind the club to get your agent to try and reach out to Manchester City to try and get a transfer twice. That's not the way it works. And if you, I think he kind of understood the way to after that second time, and you didn't really hear him talk about it again. But he was at the height of his kind of popularity at that time. And Man United were doing really well. He certainly
1: loved him at the time. Pardon? I said the ladies certainly loved him at the time, although he might have been paying
3: them. So, yeah, yeah, it's and he was paying look, a lot of them. Yeah, look, it's it's just one of those that it, it never really sat well with me that the way he went about it. Look, we understand now why he did it. He wanted more success for the club, but it's not like it's not like the club were completely behind the likes of Man City we were still up there we like with Ferguson's teams now granted I think what was it the year or two afterwards we brought in Robin Van Persie it's just the way yeah it's just the way it it kind of happened but for me while he was probably one of the top three or four strikers within that time for me I it, it just goes back to kind of who I enjoyed kind of growing up with United the most it was tough not to put Canton on there as well because the quotes he was he came out with and some of the goals he scored were iconic. The second, time
1: also, the second time also kind of happened because Fergie was phasing him out and he was, you know, he didn't want to be here and, and why would you? And if Ferguson had stayed, Rooney would have been out.
0: Yeah, and, and Moyes, Moyes gave him a new contract and that was probably was the Woodward. worst. I
1: mean, Woodward was like, we're going to, it was the advertising and the marketing, et cetera. And like, you know, we can't lose our biggest Was our that biggest not card.
3: the third time he did it though? Because he did it twice under Ferguson. So like this, yeah. there was twice under it Ferguson. Was 2010,
1: it. 11, and then the next new contract was was 13, 14 at the beginning of that yeah. season.
3: Yeah, it was I Ferguson. Just know it was the, Ferguson it was the was year that we it had. It was the year that the second time he did it, it was the year that we had him. But also there was like Javier Hernandez and stuff was was there as well because I remember the game afterwards where Rooney didn't start and Hernandez was kind of one of the main strikers. Game. That was the
1: that was the first time he did it. We had Hernandez that
4: year. Um, the difference with the second time was Rooney just learnt his, by his mistakes, because the first time it was all about money, and that's the way it was portrayed yeah. in the media through the player and the agent. The second time, they tried to put a spin on it about this idea that United weren't being adventurous enough, they were worried about the ambition of the club, where no, really, it was about the money, because that was at the time when City, again, were paying big money for players on wages. So I still think the only thing is is the media spin on it the second time around was a bit different, and I think that's why... He didn't. That's that it was the same motive, but they just made it sound differently because they yeah, learned yeah. from the mistakes. The i around.
0: You am gonna read out a comment before we go to Joe, and then we've got a final, final topic. Thank you for all your interaction, guys. It's been awesome. Jamie says here, and I completely forgot about Berbatov. this. Berbertoff was a joy to watch as well. My, my um, best mate, he's a massive,
2: massive Spurs fan, and he says he's seen him live so many times. And whilst he was very disgruntled at the fact he joined United, he said he is hands down by far the best player he's ever seen live and i i agree with that burbatov i can't believe i forgot him he was a joy to watch exactly what jamie said
0: that- he, he's he is what okay and this is gonna sound really harsh but he's what you talk about the, the language sort of style he's what you, current united fans thinks martial is and he would not be able to Martial would not even be able oh to, my play God. to no but this is what young fans think Seriously, yeah but right what... but like
1: if verbatov if played in this team now he'd be, oh, my God. Long, long he'd be the best player but fans would hate him you, yeah well, that's what I'm gonna get, to say. you're gonna get verbatov to press get out of here
0: do you not remember though i'm gonna do you not remember how... the guy used to
1: walk out of old Traver with a cigarette in his mouth
0: every yeah day? That's what I'm trying to do. But do you not remember even when Berbatov was here? Because remember, Berbatov was here and Tevez was there before. United fans loved Tevez because he worked so hard. Yeah, that, I, I didn't Berbatov like Berbatov.
1: When I, yeah. I didn't like him specifically for that reason. was we had such a good thing with our team. And then Berbatov came in a year later, knocked Tevez out of the team, but also changed the way we had to play. And it was like, why did we do that? We were the best in Europe. Why are we doing this? Ronaldo wasn't as good the following year. Rooney wasn't as good. It was like, why? It just seemed like everything had to change because we signed berbatov and it was like why
0: and also berbatov i'm gonna bring joe in because we've got to move on guys to final topic but last thing i'll say is and also yeah i agree with that and the thing is though is that F- berbatov was Fergie's signing i think we were a bit more opportunistic with tevez we signed tevez because obviously they're going down but i do think that well we know how much fergie loved berber and uh i do think although he's a beautiful player to watch united as a whole weren't as good when he was in the side compared to when tevez was there. joe i'm going to give you the the floor for the final two players i mean yeah. I'm, in, I'm intrigued actually to see who you'll choose
4: well i'm i'm intrigued to uh, know just how popular kieran became with his parents when he told him he wanted soul and van nishleroy the back of his shirt every time i mean 20p a letter mate i mean that's I,
2: know. <laughs>
4: <laughs> I mean you could have picked Cole or something like that mate. you know what i mean it's just like yeah but no
2: <laughs> 20p that's cheap
4: yeah i, guess, I, I used to pick All the shirt, t- so i got a name on the back i used to have my own name smith or, or york i have that but now Now, for me, it's probably Van Nistelrooy and Van Persie. Right, Rude Van Nistelrooy is my all-time favourite striker. I'm not saying that the two would be a brilliant partnership, but I'm just thinking Rude was so good in and around the box. You know, he was such a... I wish we had a poacher sort of striker like that now, to be honest, to be in the box to pick up on the loose ends and stuff. So brilliant at that, where Van Persie could obviously score all types of goals. And just that ability to score absolute world is to shoot from anywhere. And like Paulie said, that season Van Persie played for United, well, he played a couple of seasons, obviously three seasons all told, but the season when he won the league for us, I've never enjoyed watching United like that since probably the treble season. So, I mean, kudos. Oh, maybe the 07-08 team when we won the European Cup again as well in the league. But no, Van Persie brought so much joy that year. And it was just a way that literally one player made the difference. If you remember the season before we lost
1: I think it was because we couldn't defend. We couldn't yeah, defend well, it all. So it was like every game we like needed Van Percy to like dig us out of a hole. Yeah.
4: Well, we,
0: no, <laughs> it, it wasn't a good team either. No, it was not it, really not a good
4: team. team. <laughs> the thing with Van Percy was is though, it's just like it, it, it was literally I mean, we talk about players making a difference to a team, but we lost them. The title of the season before on goal difference, I think it was City. And then obviously he came in, and Fergie said at the end of that year, I've said before, you know, he said, We'll never lose on goal difference again. He bought Van Persie and we smashed the league the next year. So that was brilliant. But Rude, yeah, Rude's probably my all time favourite United player. He has to get in there. I know it sounds ridiculous, Rooney, all time goal scorer, not in there, but just again, like Kieran, I've just got a bit of a sour taste there with the contract situation and like I say you might want to spend the second time around something different but I think a lot of it was about money so I think yeah that that, that for me and also if we're looking at favourite players I used to think aesthetically as good as Rooney was and the goals he scored he never someone who I'd be like going to watch Wayne Rooney alone, if you know what I mean. I'm going to watch
2: yeah,
4: really. Wayne, if you know what I mean. He wasn't the nicest, he wasn't the easiest. Oh, mean, I
2: loved, I loved it. He was like a bulldog. I loved yeah, that, the fact that... The thing,
4: that depends what you like. He, I mean, was, he wasn't graceful,
2: was he? That's what yeah, that he means. Like he graceful. He, w- he wouldn't do anything magical. He had magical moments, but there wasn't yeah. things pinpoint. It wasn't graceful.
3: Well, he was yeah. also in a team where there was also superstars the whole time. Yeah, right. Oh. He
1: never, yeah, the two years that they needed him to be the guy, he responded with 30 something goals. Yeah. And yeah. the one
4: thing I will say about Rooney as well is his fair play to him. You know, in terms of ego, he was always happy to take a back seat to these other players. So he took a back seat to the likes of Ronaldo and, and allowed him to have the. The limelight, score the goals, and, and take the applaud. It's when he first came in, he was playing. He was the understudy to Van Nistelrooy. You know, he, he played behind him. He was happy enough to let Roode take the goals. And then, obviously, when Ronaldo went a little bit after we got Van Persie that season, obviously Van Persie came in. Rooney again was happy to take a backseat and be like, off you go, Robin. You do your thing. So I will say that about Rooney. You know, it wasn't he wasn't all about the limelight. It wasn't all about him. But they're the two strikers for me, just That's- because they are for different things as well.
1: What Joe just said is a really good point, and it's and it's about skulls also. And I think that's why people will argue that Gerrard was better than skulls because Gerrard had to be the alpha guy at Liverpool. He was the only one, and that was the role he had to take at Liverpool. And when when Liverpool were down and they needed a comeback, it had to be Gerrard versus skulls. Might have had that ability, but he looked around and said, "Like I have Giggs, I have Beckham, I have I have Sheringham, I have I have ben, um, Van Nistelrooy. I have Solstar." I just have to get the ball to these guys and let them do their thing. Like he didn't need to be the guy that put the team on his back versus Gerard had to be that guy. And therefore he did that. And it, and I think that's why people will associate Gerard as being better than skulls, but it, it goes to the same thing about Rooney is, Oh, you need me to do Ronaldo's work, defensive work for him. Like, cool. Like, yeah, he's scoring 40 goals like this season. So obviously, yeah, I should do that because we're going to be better off if i do that and he just wanted the team to win
4: yeah he realized he realized from early doors with Ronaldo what Ronaldo was all about he saw the potential he saw it every day in training he knew that this guy was going to win games on his, on his own for united if like paulie said he was allowed to just concentrate on what he did and that's going forward and scoring goals then let Ro- rooney would take one for the team on several occasions so yeah no i think kudos to that you know credit. And, to still end up top goal scorer, even though playing second fiddle to all those strikers, there's a lot about it as well, doesn't
0: it? So, so it's a that's a great point, guys. Great points. Guys we are gonna move on and we're gonna talk about the final, final topic. Best moment or game you've seen, which is obviously gonna include United, or at Old Trafford now. There's so many. I'm gonna talk about one at Old Trafford and I'm gonna talk about the four three Michael Owen goal. <sighs> In that derby. I, I swear to... Limbs, guys. Absolute limbs. I swear to God, I've <laughs> never felt anything like it. I got, I've got like goosebumps now thinking about it. What a game, firstly. And, and this was... For me, this was a really defining game because you saw Man City going from strength to strength. And Fergie would call them the noisy neighbours, etc., etc. And that game was just so topsy-turvy. You obviously had um, Darren Fletcher, those two goals. You had Tevez coming back as well. Ben Foster having an absolute nightmare of a game. And then you had, right at the end, Rio messes up, tries to lob it over Bellamy and gets gassed. And, ga- and Bellamy obviously scores the goal. He scored a, an absolute perler before that. Last, last, last chance of the game. And who nah. to pass the ball but Ryan Giggs. What nah. a pass that's so underrated. And the controller. Yeah, play, play in the
2: middle of the park. Not in yeah, the in
0: the middle of the park. And I just, I, I'm just getting like goosebumps now thinking about it. And I've never felt anything like it. Just... No. Uh, Old Trafford's never been. I've never seen anything like that. At Old Trafford. Hey, did,
4: hey did, did Mark? Did Mark know you were going to pick that game? Because he's put the shirt on for you. As a, <laughs> it's a good uh, point. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
2: Well, that that was that was mine too. But I didn't have the luxury of seeing it. At Old Trafford, mate. That must have been. Oh, phenomenal. it incredible, incredible, And
0: I just, I'll never forget that game as well because it was just. I, like, I was with one of my really good friends as well, so it was it was just so like the whole day was incredible. The football oh, oh, was incredible. Was four goals. you were at home yeah. <laughs> yeah sorry mate i was with kieran sorry mate <laughs> no, kidding. but no uh, i just everything about it and and the funny thing as well is that you know with michael owen i know there's a lot said about michael owen obviously he's he's so pro liverpool even though they hate him we hate him but you know what when it came up with some big moments like that he, he could always finish his legs were gone and and yeah i'll just never forget it and the way fergie was running down like like cheering and then gary neville runs all the way down to the city fans pretends he's warming up but he's actually cheering it's just it was incredible so yeah i, I don't think i'll ever feel a moment like that again with, with that much sort of that was football at its purest absolute ecstasy so yeah what an absolute incredible moment paulie i'm gonna go to you what is your favorite united moment
1: well it's it's games
0: that i've been to right it doesn't have to be yeah it could be anything
1: Oh, we're going anything? Then I'm going to go with uh, Makeda's goal against Aston Villa. I I don't think I've uh, ever screamed so loud at a match. Uh, my mom was outside working in the garden. She came inside. She thought I was crying. She thought something happened. I was crying. She thought something happened. Um, I, I've i never screamed. The, the craziest part about this was I wasn't even watching it live. Uh, I turned that game on the games, that game kicked off at 11 o'clock in the morning by me. And sometime in the first half, my dad called me and he said, let's go out to lunch. And I was like, I, I couldn't get out of it. I couldn't say no. So I just, I hit record on the DVR and I just, I came back and resumed from where I was. Uh, so I think United were still one nil up at that point. And then they go two one down and I'm just watching. And, and then that goal happened. Yeah. I've, I kept that game on on the DVR for years after that, and I used to rewatch it all the time.
0: Mate, that that goal was that was incredible. You know, we've been so blessed, haven't we, Mark? With so many last minute goals, and that became a bit of a trademark. But you know, I just the sad thing is, I mean, not to put a downer on it, but I just don't see this United side doing things like that. I remember we, when you-
1: we when we scored to tie it, Ronaldo tied it like the eighty eighth. Minute or something like that, and John Champion was the commentator, and he said, "If history tells anything, United will go on to win this game." And I just yelled at my TV, "Shut up,
0: <laughs> commentators, guys! Uh,
1: yeah, you shut up. <laughs> We're about <laughs> to lose the title because we freaking couldn't beat Aston Villa at home.
0: <laughs> it's just, and that was a good Villa side, though. That was uh, that was Martin O'Neill's side. John crew was uh, good there. the Hall was good. They came fifth Actually, for a Ashley year, Young. Yeah. Yeah, Younginho. So, oh, yeah, it's just, but that's the thing, Mark. There's so many incredible last minute goals. And even like, even under Jose Mourinho, we saw quite a few of them, but I, we just haven't really seen that in the last few, few years. Uh, under, I feel like when we, we go a goal behind, we, we don't fight back. But that's what United's DNA is built on, isn't it? It's that Fergie time. And yeah, talk to me. Is yours a, is yours a game specifically or is it a final goal? Um, so... Last minute goal.
2: Well, I think I was going to originally go with the Michael Owen winner against City. I remember um, being at university at the time and I was with five of my other housemates. Three of us were United fans. They do say that one in three people support Manchester United. Facts for you there. Um, what? Gen- genuinely? Genuinely. Apparently, one in three people are Man United That's so fans. random. Anyway, so... Um, yeah, it was me and my housemate watching it. We, I think, actually, no, we were in the pub, um, and there was there was a few of us there, and it and it was and you were absolutely right. It was pure ecstasy, and I, and I just just you know to win and throw in, you know, um, Ben Foster having a, a rubbish game. This was just after the point where we'd had those fourteen games. Um, without I was conceding. so excited
1: for Ben Foster. I thought he was going to be so good. <laughs> so <did I.
2: laughs> and, he and was that, so bad. Van der, Sar, Van der Sar was injured, and that was one of the first games Ben Foster had to step in after the 14-game um, without conceding. Um, and it was a, it was I couldn't believe it. And you saw that bloody Rio Ferdinand couldn't run to save his life. He was, you know, by that point he was really struggling to get back to keep up with Bellamy. And and I just it was that goal, and I just remember it, a lot of the fans in the pub probably didn't want Man United to win, and I remember there was a lot of jousting going on and all this, and and everyone the silence before the goal, and then the eruption was just unreal, and I wasn't in Old Trafford honestly, mate. I am so jealous of that. That be- best be game. game.
0: Uh, if I, you know what it is? You actually heard, you heard everyone go. <gasps> Like, as in, like, the guards, and then everyone just shit. And, that, mate, people were, like, crying. People like, running down to get nearer. Like, it was just, it was limbs, mate. It was just the most amazing thing. And, like, I just, I used to go so much when I was younger. And, like, with work, and obviously I lived near London. Obviously you can tell by the accent and everything. So I have not been able to. But, you know, I was lucky in the younger years where I used to have a season ticket. I used to go regularly uh, when I was younger. And that was when United were incredible. And it was just, I think about it now, it was amazing, Mark.
2: Oh, it was, it was yeah I, again it making me a bit emotional it was it was such a, a great memory seriously it was such a a wonderful memory that that game and I think the other one for me just very quickly the Champions League final I think I was about 10 I was on the cusp of turning 11 and I kind of at that age was in and out of falling in love with Manchester United my dad um was a Spurs fan so there was a lot of animosity there nice animosity and and I just remember that that point me staying up late because I was young watching that game and I remember doing flips or what I thought were flips in my living room and then going into school the next day with my other Man United friend at school and and we just we were besotted and beside ourselves that was another great night
0: that was incredible. Guys, get your uh, get your favorite moments in. We'd love to hear them. And what I will say on that, before I move on to Kieran, is that I was really young as well. How, was I, how old was I? I was, I was really young. And I remember my mum was like, you're not allowed to watch it. And I like, snuck downstairs, put the TV on, and then it's a penalty shootout. And it was the best. I remember the next day, like you said, going to school, and like, I was United fans. There was a lot of Chelsea fans. How
1: ridiculous that thing. they used to play that final on like a Wednesday night. That yeah, was crazy. 10 that years was was
0: was ago. Great. Right? Yeah, because mom's like, go to bed. I'm like, no, I'm gonna watch <laughs> right, this. Yeah, and like obviously... you have to go to
1: school the next day because, like, exactly. oh right, it's Wednesday night.
0: <laughs> it's crazy. Which shootout are you talking about? Which shootout? The one against um,
3: Chelsea. Yeah,
0: Chelsea, yeah. So I was oh. like, I wasn't that, I wasn't that At, I was Wembley. At Wembley? No, yeah, no, no the Champions in, in Moscow. Oh, okay. In Moscow. Yeah, yeah, I was like 13, so I wasn't really that young. But mom's like, nah, like you know, you, you got school tomorrow, and I just snuck down and watched it, and and it was amazing. So Kieran. What is your memory, favorite memory or moment?
3: This it's difficult, and just kind of thinking back on all this, the fact that none of us can pick one from recent times shows. I think probably the last one we can probably think of for me anyway is Marcial's goal against Liverpool is maybe the last one. Oh. Like we can think Rashford of. oxford and Paris, yeah. Yeah. yeah, to a certain extent but like but it, was just
1: a, it was just a looking over to see if maguire headed the ball down into the guy's hand against brighton like i mean that was
2: me against city yeah. Yeah. City last season yeah
3: but like when we t- when we talk about these it's like i think the last like as you mentioned Hader limbs moment was probably i would say martial against liverpool for me it comes down to two and one of them is very obvious and one's kind of random but the obvious one was when we played against Man City and Rooney scored the bicycle kick the hit off really his knee because we were terrible in that game sure. and then suddenly it was just like a cannon just shot out and it was the stadium just erupted it was it was one of those goals that you look back on Wayne Rooney's career, and you're you're just like wow, because he was on a really bad run of form before that game, and he hits that in the last minute, and it was just like it, it was crazy. You saw all the City fans literally just like not you could hear a pin drop when they were when they were singing before, but when that went in, the stadium just absolutely erupted, and people were staying behind the game for about two hours people were still around the stadium after that game because everyone was so excited because there wasn't much going on. And then suddenly the biggest action happens in the last minute of the game. It was crazy. The other one that kind of sticks out to me, and this is the more random one, was one of the seasons um, we got off to a really bad start. It was a season that Anderson and Nani joined and it was the goal against Spurs. That is incredible. That was one of the best goals. And, It it was just it was just insane because it was such a boring game. Nothing was happening, and you see him take it, and and everyone's like, "He's not going to shoot from here." Takes a shot, top court. It was it was crazy. He he had a knack of doing that,
0: didn't he? He used to hit. He used to go so quickly as well. He did against Chelsea. Did against Middlesbrough. Middlesbrough. I mean, what a play! I'm going to read that Jamie's comment quickly. The eight-two definitely is one. That's. I was at that
4: game. I was at that game. That was brilliant. That was amazing.
3: One of the best games I think I went to, even though we didn't win, was you remember that um, Everton four four game?
4: Yeah, yeah.
3: That was that was crazy. It made
0: me so happy and so
3: pissed yeah. off at the same
0: time. Yeah, Joe, I'm going to bring you in for the final final one. I mean, Kieran, there's there's some two great ones. I completely forgot um, about how can I can't forget about the really one? But that's what you, that's what we're saying. There's so many incredible memories this club has given us so much. Uh, it's just you know we hope that we can get back to having some of these memories again because it just Main Night is a special, special club. No other club's had memories like this, so I can assure you. Go on, Joe.
4: Well, best moment for me, hands down, watching anywhere. It has to be 99, the final, obviously, winning the Champions League. The way we won it as well, you know, was absolutely incredible. So, obviously, that will never be topped in terms of watching on TV and, and from a spectator point of view, brilliant. Uh, also, that season, there was the Arsenal game in the FA Cup, the semi-final, the gigs goal. I mean, that was, again unbelievable moment but I think the best game I've ever been to at Old Trafford um, I've I've been lucky to go to, to see so much and see so many but probably has to be 7-1 against Roma and I'll just put in a little bit of perspective I don't know if you remember but First... I was there, Joe. Yeah, well, well. there you are. the, the first The first leg, like, we we lost two one, and there was a lot of angst in the crowd. I think in Roma, I think fans were getting beaten by the police, and it got really nasty, didn't it? it and got... there were
0: fights outside of Old Trafford yeah, before. Yeah. I went with my granddad. Yeah. yeah and you... and then yeah, the, the was
4: first bad. first time I've ever gone to a game, I really pumped up, like thinking I might get involved in a fight. here, You know what I mean? And I've like got a lot of going. I've got a lot of emotion going on before going the game, and then I'm thinking it's obviously about football. And then you go in the game and. Just the way United just, I mean, it wasn't the greatest Roma side, don't get me wrong, but it was just everything that came around that game and the way that we dealt with Roma was as if just to say, look, don't mess with us me sort of thing. Get, know your place, know your role. This is Man United. And just the, it was just one of the great champions at United. So that's it also
1: was wasn't good. the greatest United side. And, like, no, exactly, there were yeah. questions I mean, about them all year, and that game, like, kind of gave that side validity.
4: Yeah, exactly. And and Alan Smith played that night, I think, obviously. And uh, he was a player that split opinion. And, and you know, if you look at that team, Paul, he's right. There was a lot of plays. It was early Michael Carrick as well, who had a great game that night. He wasn't convincing people at that stage. I just think, yeah, it was, it, was a, it was a great night. And then just another one, quickly, I was fortunate enough to go. This is not a best moment from United's perspective, but I was fortunate enough to go to the... 2010, not 10, sorry. Uh got to get my years right. I get mixed up with the years. But the Wembley final against Barcelona. Okay.
0: 2011, 2011,
4: I think it was. I was at, I was at that game wow. and I was just... What a delight to see that Barcelona. Team. 2001 I, I, in 2000. I, it's it's 2001. the only time I've left a football ground and not been angry with United for not winning because I literally come away from that and just thought, you can't beat these guys. They were unbelievable. And... I came away thinking I'm just pleased that I've witnessed that, you know. I mean, to see it live, to be there, it was an education, and it was it was beautiful. To be fair, so yeah. yeah. They, special games.
1: special shout out to the first Champions League game I ever watched because they were always on when I was in school. Um, the first yeah, Champions yeah, League yeah. game I watched was right after the Roma match. The first leg against AC Milan was one of the best games I've ever seen. K- yeah, brilliant on the day the second goal he scored where he got uh our defenders to take each other out and then just Rooney's winner in the 93rd 94th minute I, that was one of the best games I've ever seen yeah,
0: yeah special, what, what I will say guys this is gonna be a funny one just to finish with uh, you'll remember this this was horrible by the way so I, I was at this game uh the David Moyes season where United lost uh 3-0 to Liverpool and obviously it was shocking but i've never seen and this is the incredible thing about man united when you go to old traffic and that's i don't think there's many big clubs and maybe that's it might be seen as a bad thing maybe it's a bit sentimental but i don't think it is united's fans at Old Trafford will always get behind the team no matter what. We were getting beat 3-0. It could have been like five or six, and we just sang 20 times through the whole game. And then at the end, I was in the Stratford End, and pretty much nearly the whole of Stratford end waited and we're singing 20 times, 20 times, and clapping the players off. We just got smashed by Liverpool. And this is a thing that I don't think there's a more of a loyal fan base in the stadium at a big club than Man United, Man United supporters. And I think that's all we got to, we've got to, you know, we've got to appreciate that. And I, I you know. It was a difficult, difficult day. That was a horrible day. I was a long, long way back as well, back home as well. That was horrible. But I just thought that the fans were incredible that day. And it showed to me as well that, you know, people can say what they want about May night fans, but they'll always support the team, win, lose or draw. And we've got an amazing club. And guys, to all the listeners, I really hope you've enjoyed this. It's a little bit different today, but it's a bit of a trip down memory lane. It's also shown me and maybe the other guys as well that United's recent years have been really really bad a shout out obviously to the Martial goal against Liverpool the shout out to the Martial goal against Everton at Wembley in the Mm -hmm. semi-final that was amazing as well that was and then the Zlatan goal in the final in the The league goal in the
4: FA Cup final as well Yeah. yeah yeah
0: exactly so look this is an incredible club and I really hope you guys have enjoyed this Paulie thank you very much Mark, Joe and Kieran thank you for joining me tonight it's been an absolute pleasure you're welcome. Thank you.
4: Thank you. No problem.
0: you. And to all the listeners, make sure you hit the like button, hit the subscribe button. Find us on Spotify, our podcast. you can find us on Twitter as well, and on Instagram. And make sure that you help us get to 1K because we have got a special giveaway when we hit that number. So we will see you next time.